This episode of the Rock in a Hard Place podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio at tweakedaudio.com. They now have a pair of Bluetooth headphones. Use the code HARDPLACE to get 33% off your order. That's tweakedaudio.com. This is the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. I said this one out, Cap. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. You don't know the power of the dark side. Let's not stand on ceremony here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 158 of the Rock in a Hard Place podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a DJ with Broken FM. If you are interested in uh, Christian rock music, of course, you can check us out at uh, broken.fm. Joining me today, as always, my good friend and uh, fellow Santabellian, Paul Gibson. Wait, 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 wait. You and I both have Santa bellies, dude. Don't even okay. try to deny it. Fine, 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 fine. But hey, I didn't have to go cut down a tree, so I'm happy, happy, happy. I didn't have to go cut one down. I went to Home Depot and chose one out of their parking lot this year. <laughs> I didn't even have to do that. Oh. See, I, I went to work and I came home and the artificial tree was already taken out of the eaves of the house and was put up and had lights on it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's a Christmas miracle on 34th. Now, was it a Charlie Brown Christmas tree, or is it like... Uh, it's like a six-and-a-half-foot-tall tree. All Maybe right. seven-foot tall. Good deal. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, we've got some stuff going on today. We, we wanted to do a Christmas kind of themed episode. So Paul and I went through and chose some Christmas tracks that we want to share with you guys. Um, they're going to be... Some of them are going to be fun. Some of them are going to be kind of quirky. Some of them are going to be different. Most of them you've probably heard at some point, but I'm sure there's some of you out there that haven't heard them at all. Um, but we've got a little bit of news, and and this first bit kind of makes me a little bit sad. I didn't know anything about it until Paul and I got on the uh, Skype together, and you you told me that Ilya has called it quits. Yeah, well, they have they have said hasta la bye bye. We are no longer a band. Um, and I, they, there's a full statement from them on their Facebook page. You can go read it, and I can, I can cliff notes, Cliff's notes it for you if you would like. Uh, essentially, um, the drummer, who has always been kind of a member, and uh, their current, I don't know, if, I can't remember if he's their bassist or their guitarist, who's been a member for a while, um, they said, we're going to go do music over here. Susie is going to go do music over here, and... Uh, we're all still in music. We're all still friends, but we're not going to be illy anymore. We feel like that time has passed. Um, I, and that's really about it. They were like, you know, thank you for all the good times, all the good shows. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for buying stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I, I've said this for a long time about Ilya. They've, this is their third lead singer that I know of. Um, you know, I think that they've had varied success. I think it's gone up and down. Of course, everyone's hurting because there's too many bands in existence. And rock music is no... Uh, <clears throat> we're not really inoculated for that. I mean, there's just way more of us than probably anything else. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say for sure what the exact reason is. I just I think that they were probably like, okay, 
if we're going to be music and this is going to work, we have to do something different because they've tried three different lead singers. Um, <laughs> all of them have left for varied reasons. Um, I kind of feel like <laughs> I feel like there have got to be some strong personalities. Um, mainly in their drummer, because it feels like she's a mainstay and everybody else seems to leave. Well, um, and so that's kind of my thinking, is when you go through that many lead singers, that that to me says that there is something that's not right within the band as a whole. And if there's one person who is kind of wanting to go a certain direction, but nobody else wants to go that way, then get rid of that person. Don't, but, but I think, she's one of the founders of Ilya. So it's not that easy to like say, you know what, this isn't your band anymore. Get, get out. Right. Yeah. So, and I don't know. I mean, I've never interviewed her. I've never met her. Um, at, you know, and every time I've interviewed like uh, anybody from the band, they're always like, well, you know, it's like, you know, she wanted to go off and, you know, the lead singer who left wanted to do this thing and, you know, and that was fine. Or this, they didn't want to tour anymore, and that's fine. And who knows? I mean, it could be true, and I'm not, and I'm not wanting to say that that there's something where there isn't. But it just feels weird, you know. It just it it just feels odd. But you know, I'm curious to see what they do next. I think they're all talented individuals. Um, I think all the stuff that they've ever put out has been good. I mean, I don't think they've ever been a bad band. I mean, mm -hmm. they've had higher moments than others, but still, they've always been solid. And I don't know. I just I just hope that they can they can do well. It's 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 always a shame whenever a band who has name recognition says, you know what, this, whatever this is right here, whether it's this name or this style that we're doing right now, or that we feel like we're married to with this name or whatever is done. We're going to try to start over doing something else, but still music. I always kind of am torn on that. Cause you've got the audio adrenalines of the world mm -hmm. that are like, Hey, this is nothing like what it started out as. Why don't you change the name? And then you've got other ones that are like, well, maybe you should just do something different and keep the name. <laughs> well, I feel bad for Susie because she was the latest iteration of the lead singer for that band. And she has a really good voice. I mean, I think she's got a lot of talent. Um, but And she wrote their entire last record. I right. mean, that whole, like every song in that was her song that she came in with that basically they went in and did some tweaks in the studio. And they're like, now this is an Ilya record. Um, which is fine. I mean, whatever. I mean, that might be the way it would have turned out anyway if she had come in before having written those songs. I'm not saying that that's weird or stupid or bad. Right. But, you know, she can definitely stand on her own. So we'll see. I don't know. Well, I certainly wish her the best. She and Patrick, the drummer for um, Random Hero, are actually dating each other. So, yeah, they started dating while they were on the tour together. Uh, with Viridia that came through Northern California. So, you know, good luck to them. Hopefully uh, she'll be able to find something that she's able to work at. I I think she's got a lot of talent. I enjoy her stuff. Um, never a huge fan of Ilya as a whole. Like, it's just not really my band, but I know a lot of people that did like them. Yeah, I think I, think I always felt like I liked their stuff and I liked it like I liked their stuff when it came up in a playlist, mm -hmm. like when it was on shuffle and it would come up like, oh, yeah, I, I remember why I like these guys and, and girls. Um, but I'm like you in, in a sense in that I don't think I would ever just sit down and listen to an entire Ilya record. Um, but I always felt like they were a band that had a lot of possibilities. Yeah. OK, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, who knows? Maybe she'll become the the next lead singer of Random Hero, or maybe she'll just she just needs to join as like an alternate lead singer, and they can do the skillet thing. Well, that would be pretty dope. 
Flyleaf's looking for someone new. <laughs> oh, ooh, she could totally do that because she's got that scream down too. Because she has yeah. a couple of tracks where she does she does that thing. Oh man, I think you might be on to something. I wish I could. Uh, I wish I knew one of the guys in Flyleaf to reach out to them and tell them go talk to this person because that that could actually work. Go talk to Susie. Go. <laughs> Actually, I'm better friends with Patrick, so I'll talk to Patrick and tell Patrick to talk to Susie to talk to the guys in Flyleaf. There you go. So that might happen. I don't know. Hey, I want credit if that pulls off. Oh, darn straight you want credit. I would too. <laughs> I like like my name in the liner notes. Thank you to Chris Cooner for bringing I us I think together. they should just name their next record after you. If that's <laughs> like Flyleaf's new record, Cooner. <laughs> Everybody's going to go, what the heck is that? What's a cooner? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, now we're going to do the noise trade pick early only because it goes, it coincides with this interesting piece of news about a collaboration that, uh, Paul, you were very excited about. So I'm not going to steal your thunder. Go ahead and, uh, and just let, let's hit it. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I like Mute Math. I haven't been able to keep up with them as much just because they aren't serviced to Christian Rock. And they, through, the, through my free resources, I never get a chance to grab their music. But I remember when they first came out, I was a fan of Earthsuit before they kind of switched up membership and became Mute Math. And uh, they've done a remix of a 21 Pilot song, which I thought turned out really well. Then randomly out of nowhere, Relevant Magazine posts a thing that says, hey, by the way, there is going to be a mini EP that is going to come out that is going to be um, basically a mashup of 21 Pilots and Mute Math together. And I'm like, oh, this could be good. So sure enough, they put it up. It's free for 30 days from when they put it up. So I think it's you got about 20, 24 days left or something. Yeah, for it was now. only a couple of days ago. Yeah, so it's called T-O-P-X-M-M. So 21 Pilots times Mute Math. And... Uh, Basically, if you want a descriptor of it, imagine if 21 Pilots wasn't just electronics, a bass, and a drum set, but instead was Mute Math backing up 21 Pilots and a more live feel to it. So less produced, more of a live feel. And as I understand it, they also did like a video that I've not watched all of, just watched a little bit of, that's like a video of them doing this thing live, as if it was all recorded live, which it might have been. But it's interesting. The sound, the songs don't sound like over the top different, but mm -hmm. you can tell that it has all live instrumentation. And it sounds fuller, a little bit more funky, and it's really interesting. It's got Heathens on there. It's got Ride on there. It's got Heavy Dirty Soul, which we're going to play a clip from here in a second. Um, it does not have Stressed Out on it, which I was slightly surprised by. Um, but I think in all, it's got like four or five songs on it. It's very interesting. And like I said, it's free for a limited time. If you're a 21 Pilots fan, definitely check it out. If you're a Mute Math fan and you hate 21 Pilots, then I don't know who you are. Um, I just don't know you. I, I haven't met you yet. Um, but, you know, it's it, they're kind of complementary styles. They kind of both weave a bunch of different styles together to make something quirky and interesting and different. And uh, it's taken off for 21 Pilots better than Mute Math, but Mute Math is still kind of, they have a very strong cult following. So anyway, so let's, let's play this clip of uh, Heavy Dirty Soul and you can, can kind of see what I've been blabbering on about. There's an imposition in my mind's imagination. I hope when they talk as well because I'm smoking them under basement. This is not rap, this is not hip hop. 
Pushing into a gym to make the rules stop Never the rules up and just fighting to say something Cause I wasn't the only one that wasn't rushing to say enough This doesn't feel like my dream is just right now I gotta really face my degree Gangsters don't cry, therefore, therefore I there you go all right sounds good to me yeah so i mean like i said it's quirky it's different if you already know the 21 pilots original versions really well this will make you think about them in a different way because it is so smooth that really fast kind of rap part at the very beginning of that clip is so smooth in the blurry face album version that I don't notice it nearly as much as I do when they're basically doing it live. I'm just going, man, that must be murder to have to do live on a nightly basis on stage. <laughs> so anyway, but it's Good cool. Day. I like it. All right. So free available. Go get it for uh, the next. We'll say as of the recording of this podcast, which is Wednesday, the 21st, you probably have 25 or so days to go download it just to be on the safe side. So if this is the end of January, you missed out. Yeah. But hopefully you're not listening to a Christmas episode at the end of January. Otherwise, I will think you're quite weird. <laughs> As will I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and do an other stuff. Kirk has put together a special Christmas edition of the other stuff. So let's do that. And then we will, uh, we will dive into the rest of our episode. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Welcome to the Christmas special edition of The Other Stuff. We start off with CCM pop vocalist Lauren Daigle, as she has gone outside the CCM box and created the jazz-influenced Christmas album, Believe. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun this, this is Christ the King whom shepherds... Believe it's not a big band jazz album, but has more of a smoky nightclub feel. Simple, elegant, and wonderful. Daigle's smoky vocals blend perfectly with the music, crafting a great Christmas album. The Light Comes Down is indie darling Josh Garrell's Christmas offering. The album stays true to his quirky acoustic style, creating a generally relaxing atmosphere with his original material. The album does consist of mostly original material, but a good selection of traditional Christmas songs is mixed in as well. Overall, this mellow album really didn't strike me at first, but has continued to grow on me with each additional listen. Oh, 
Mark Martell is a former lead singer of the band Down Here and an amazing vocalist. The Silent Night EP is another wonderful, musically simple EP that shows off Martell's vocal range. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night And death's dark shadows These Christmas albums by Lauren Daigle, Josh Garrels, and Mark Martell are available everywhere now. This has been Captain Kirk with The Other Stuff for the Rock and a Hard Place podcast. Wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. All right, good deal. Thank you, Kirk. Appreciate that very much. Uh, I love jazzy-sounding Christmas tunes. There's something about them that's just laid back and easy. Yeah. Uh, fun random fact about Mark Martell. Not only was he the lead singer of the band down here, but um, he also toured with uh, the remaining members of Queen as their Freddie Mercury stand-in. Oh. He sounds like a dead ringer for him. It's incredible. Now that you say that, I could totally hear that in what we just heard. <laughs> oh, you want to hear it even more? Listen to the uh, down here version of How Many Kings. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. Like, you would think it was Freddy. It's wow. crazy. Very cool. Uh, just a side note, uh, Bruce went through and actually did the math and figured out that the Mute Math 21 Pilots uh, collaboration will be available until January 18th. 18th. Okay. So Cool. Yeah, good, good deal. All right, so Paul and I have been talking. Uh, you know, we're getting close to the end of the year. We've got Christmas on Sunday, and then of course we've got New Year's the following Sunday. So we decided we wanted to do a Christmas show this week, and next week we're going to do an end of the year show. And we may invite a couple other people to come on with us. We may see if uh, Kirk is available and. If, uh, I don't know, maybe Tom Labonte is available, see if he can uh, swing in and, uh, and, and kind of chat with us for a little bit. End of the year. Yeah. No, 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 no. I think it'd be funny because he's, I know what's going to happen if we get Tom on the show. He's like, yeah, sure. And we'll get on with like, what were your favorite albums of the year? You'll be like, well, to be honest, um, I'm full time at a contemporary station now. Um, so the new Stephen Curtis Chapman is surprisingly good. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> So yeah, that uh, that'll make for an interesting show. That's for sure. Thanks so much. Maybe we won't invite Tom. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, you know what I say. I hate Tom Labonte. That's right. Absolutely. So for this week, uh, we wanted to. We just kind of wanted to chat about different Christmas tunes and and some of our favorites. I, these some of these are my favorites. Others are just interesting tracks that we are now spinning. Uh, on Broken. Some of them are brand new this year. Some of them have been around for a while. It's There's a lot going on with why we chose the tracks that we chose. Uh, so, I, I don't, Paul, do you want to go first? Sure, and I want to say up front that this has been the most abysmally slow non-happening Christmas music release side for rock like for the past decade. I mean, nothing. I mean, Seriously, the amount of stuff that has come out this year pales in comparison to any year I can remember since I've started the Christian Rock 20. It has just been sad. Yeah, I would agree with Except that. There was some stuff that was decent, 
But still, it was just, I'm going, there's no, like, like BEC didn't release a sampler. Goatee didn't release a Christmas sampler. Nobody released anything that hadn't been released before as a collective works, at least not anything that we would be likely to play. Yeah. Which is sad. So, anyway, sure, I'll go first. I'm just going to go in alphabetical order just okay. because I can keep up easier that way. That's fine. You're... I, yeah, I don't have them in alphabetical order, so you're still going to have to tell me which one you want to play just so that I know <laughs> that I grabbed the right one, but but that's fine. Okay, the first one is a, a version of Wonderful Christmas Time, and it is by our friends Eleventy uh, Seven, who, which, by the way, maybe we should mention that as a news piece, too. They're, they are reunited and working on new stuff, so that's kind of fun and an aside, but this is off of their re-gifted EP, which, depending on how you feel about it, might be slightly sacrilegious because I, I believe it is Jesus giving a present to Santa or vice versa. They're both on the cover together, and I know that probably bothers somebody somewhere. But if it's you, you're probably not listening to the show anyway. Right. Um, but anyway, it's it's quite a fun version because, you know, you think about the original version of Wonderful Christmas Time. It's kind of quirky. It's different. It's not quite polished. And it was just unique for the time. And I think that. 117 is able to keep that feeling of it while it's still feeling updated. And I think Matt's vocals work really well with it, too. So, 117, wonderful Christmas time. The word is out about the town. Lift a glass. Oh, and don't look down. We're simply having a wonderful Christmas go all right makes me happy now that that's over with oh you did not enjoy this very much i i've never been a fan of the original so this is just a in my opinion it's a it's a waste of a remake on a worthless song Um, oh not that i'm gonna remember that (laughs) not that i dislike 117 or, you know, anything like that. It's just, I, I've never enjoyed that song, so. Would you say that that is your least favorite Christmas song? I would say it's one of my least favorite. I'd, I'd probably say my least favorite is Christmas Shoes. Really? Yes. You too? Oh, I heard man. somebody else dissing on Christmas Shoes. I'm like, what's the problem with Christmas Shoes? Now, I did not pick that one for this. I don't need I don't to cry. I don't need to cry at Christmas time, okay? But yet, but yet, when I asked for requests, his favorite Christmas story by Capital Lights is the one that you threw out. To me, that's kind of a tearjerker. No, it it could be construed that way, but I disagree. I think it's a happy, it's a happy song. I think I think it's happy too, but it still makes me get a little teary. <laughs> so okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just a softy. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this song that I chose was actually one that was sent to us on our Facebook page, or one of the ones that was sent to us on our Facebook page. We uh, got a uh, message from Royal Ruckus, who was actually listed in our um, crowdfunding campaign. We we talked about them. Yeah. On a yeah. Yeah, a long time ago, they were signed to I think Flickr Records and. 
that lasted one album and they've been doing it kind of DIY ever since. Yeah. So they actually reached out to us and sent us a message saying, Hey, we've got some Christmas tunes and it's available for free on noise trade and Bandcamp and that kind of stuff. They they've got a Christmas EP. It's got three songs on it, but then they're part of another compilation. What I, it didn't look like the compilation was a compilation of other Christian artists. So buyer beware as far as the compilation is concerned um (laughs) but uh the song that that i chose out of the three is uh royal ruckus it's called lonely christmas now i know it's going to sound a little bit sad and a little bit sappy and i also know that there are a ton of people who do struggle around the holidays especially due to loved ones that have passed whether it's been this year or previous years. I mean, I lost my dad six years ago, uh, December 6th. I mean, it's hard for me to believe that it's been six years since my dad passed, but you know, it has in fact been that long. Um, and so the holidays, you know, there, it's easy to get a little melancholy when you miss those people that you're used to seeing and spending time with on the holidays. Um, but this is not like a really super sappy kind of, you know, super sad. I I think that it's meant to be encouraging. So without completely destroying anything that you might be thinking about the song, I'm just going to play it. Royal Ruckus, Lonely Christmas. It's Christmas time in Boynton Beach. Mama's cooking chicken, but she's out of reach. She's on the left coast. I stayed home in Florida. Chose to be alone and pray for the Lord to be my Christmas gift. Cause I'm feeling adrift. Feel waiting mortality, which is filled with lip. Holiday formalities, car crash fatalities. Next year I outlive dad, messed up dualities. Joy and pain, not the same, but they mix like pain. Created new colors, so some things are gained. This year left me dream. My best girl walked away. Did everything I could to be good and to convey that I can, but I swear it all vanished like air. So basically, the, the it, when it gets to the chorus, he's basically walking down the street, screaming out, "You're not alone!" to all of these people that he sees as uh, as as he's passing them by. Nice. So I like that. Now, are the other two originals as well on that Christmas EP? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And like I said, if you go to Bandcamp and look up uh, Royal Ruckus, you can see exactly what it is that they've, uh, you know, what it is that they've got for download. Let me, I've got, where did it go here? Royal Ruckus. There we go. Uh, there is, uh, it's called Lonely Christmas. Um, so the track one is called In the Trap of the Mountain King, featuring someone by the name of Shedlin. Uh, Lonely Christmas, Don't Let Go is the one we just played, and Sleep Now, Children. The In the Trap of the Mountain King sounds like he's talking about a girl that is texting him, and he's hoping to have a date for Christmas or something. It seemed a little comical and silly, uh, a little tongue-in-cheek, so I, I don't know. You take it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. Royal Ruckus. It, it seems like a lot of fun. I enjoyed listening to it so and it's free <laughs> well now that you've done that now now i'm thinking i'm gonna mix up my alphabetical order thing a little <laughs> bit because uh but i'm gonna ask you what do you think i should follow that up with another christmas hip-hop song or should i follow that up with the most depressing song i have uh well it's up to you i mean i have kind of another sad one coming up in a little bit it's yeah 
So okay, save that. I'll follow up. We'll we'll bunch the sadnesses together. Okay. So I'll do the hip hop one. This is one that I discovered I think last year, and I my apologies if I played this when we did this kind of thing last year, but it, it it's in the Christmas special for the Christian Rock Twenty. I don't typically like this artist all that much. Um, usually he's a near miss for me, but I think this one is so fun and and interesting that it makes me smile. Um, it's by the hip hop artist K Drama, K Dash Drama, and then the song is called Thumpity Thump Thump, and it and it makes me smile. So let let's spin it. Grew up on rap, so I like them thick kick drums that make a smooth boom sound when it hums. Most music played around the holiday has no low end. Nah, doesn't suit my music taste when I'm rolling. Still wanna be in the spirit, just wish I could let these tracks pound when I hear it. Some songs fit the description, wish there were more, cause the day after Thanksgiving, I feel ignored. It's for my hip-hop heads who want some bass in they beats, when I'm riding down the street, I like them beats that go. Thumpity, thump, thump, thumpity, thump, thump, thumpity, thump, thump, thumpity, thumpity, yeah, I mean, it's like he's got it down, man. I mean, you end up with most of the most of the Christmas classics have no low end whatsoever, and he just wants something that bangs when he goes down the street and goes thumpity thump thump. Now I want something that bangs when I go down the street. That's right. <laughs> I need to. Uh, I need to find me a copy of that song. That that sounds yeah. pretty good. I I don't know. It might magically appear in your Dropbox sometime in the near future. We'll see. Sometimes that happens. That's it's yeah. amazing. Just be careful what you wish for, guys. Just so you know. <laughs> well, coming up next is uh, Children 18.3. Now, they released an album. Uh, what was that this year? It was like January or February? Was that this year? I thought that was like last year. It feels like it's been forever. I don't know. Maybe it was last year, but I, I thought it was this year. Anyhow, uh, the, the album was called Come In. And all I remember is that it came out long before Christmas and I'm listening through this album, and I'm digging it. I was really enjoying it, considering it's supposed to be their final album ever as Children 18.3. Um, but I, I had to uh, get a little bit upset with them for sneaking what I consider a Christmas song into the album. So what we've got is Bethlehem by Children 18.3. What if somebody said? So there you have it. That is Bethlehem by Children 18.3. And uh, it's a good song. I just, I was a little annoyed that, that they snuck it on the album and, and released it in the middle of the year instead of uh, at the end of the year. That's, that's my two cents worth on it, though. What'd you think of that one, Paul? 
I like the song. I'd forgotten that they had put it on the record. Yeah. Somehow I totally missed that because I remember them releasing it as a Christmas single. But I, I, if you had asked me where can you find that, I was at oh well, it's a single. <laughs> okay, I feel stupid now. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of get it. I mean, I guess it could be. Cons- I guess it could go. I mean, it doesn't sound Christmassy. I guess is the reason why I think they can get away with it. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, to some degree, a lot of Christian music, especially contemporary music, all you'd have to do is put in some jingle bells, and it would basically be a Christmas song because of how centered around, you know, the the birth of Jesus or whatever it might be. But, um, and that's not to say that's a bad thing. But you know, I kind of get it. I guess I guess it's okay that it's on the record, but you know, it's kind of weird too. And and I mean, in their defense, there really wasn't a tooth and nail or BEC Christmas comp at that point. If it had come out a year earlier, it would have been like on the X Christmas record or whatever the last Happy Christmas was, maybe. But so, yeah, you know. Well, no, it's uh, the the one thing that I was surprised about is we never really got any pushback for the the whole line about the best of us are damned to hell. I would I would consider yeah. that to be potentially inflammatory. Um, but there's a lot of truth in what they say. You know, we, we don't have the ability to do it ourselves. It's because of the baby that was born. So, I mean, theologically, the phraseology is 100% correct and accurate. But there are people that if you just use the word damn, even if you're using it properly, they're still going to get mad. Right. Because we don't want you singing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. Which I get. And it's funny because I just listened to an interview with the lead singer of My Epic and he was talking about one of the songs off their latest EP. And it basically said the same kind of idea, you know, kind of trying to deal with the questions of, of you know, the, the questions that Christians always get posed to by people who know a little bit about the Bible and are angry at God. And one of them was kind of like, uh, you know, what do you say to the to the people who are like, well, if you're right, then you're, you're born damned to hell. Like that's that's your when you're born, that's just where you're at. You know, that's where you start. And is that okay? And it was an inter- it was an interesting interview, but um yeah, so I mean it made me think of that. So yeah. anyway. Good deal. Yeah. All right, what's next, Paul? Well, um, let's talk about Reliant K and Silver Bells, because I, I like this song. Um I also recently discovered this is not a Christian group, obviously not Reliant K, but this other <laughs> one I'm about to mention. But I recently heard a uh, a Weezer Christmas song that I didn't even realize I had. And this one kind of has that same general feel to it. It has kind of that grungy shoegazy kind of feel to it but it makes the song sound different than when most other types of rock bands cover christmas songs like it it has this weird texture to it that i think is very interesting and um the chunk that i picked from this is actually the last like 30 seconds of the song just because i like how they layer it throughout it doesn't just stick with the the very simple like original version It, it it has layers by the time it gets done um, and I just think it's interesting and, and fun. And of course, they are no strangers to doing Christmas songs because they've released like what, like three or four different Christmas EPs over the years. And, uh, you know, I think they're all good, but this is one of my favorites. I just find it fun. Yeah, Paul wants to know if it's layers like an onion. Oh, uh, probably like an onion. Or Bruce, I guess. I probably yeah. said Paul, but I, Bruce. Yeah. That's 
you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, they, they kind of do, what is that called, a round when you kind of have several things that are kind of sing, being sung at the same time and they kind of blend together and work. They did that towards the end, which is not something you often hear that much in rock music in general, but then to hear it done with a Christmas song that has kind of been done to death by so many different people, I thought towards the end, you know, I hadn't heard that done with that song before, and I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Good deal. I like it. Yeah. I think uh, Deck the Halls and Bruise Your Hand is one of my favorites, so. It was, uh, it took, it took me a long time to get the play on words. <laughs> Them halls, they'd be hard. You gotta but, be careful. Yeah. I've never punched drywall before, so. Oh, Noah wants to know, is it more layers like a cake than like an onion? Give it a rest, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. The next song that we're going to talk about has had many, many different versions. Uh, there have been two movies based around the, uh, the book that this song is based off of. And I have three different versions by three different bands that we're going to go through one at a time and let you kind of take a listen to and, and see. The first one, uh, the first version we're going to listen to is by a band who unfortunately is no longer around. And that kind of makes me sad because they didn't do a lot in their short life, but I enjoyed the stuff that they did. Uh, this is Queen's Club with their version of The Grinch. Yeah, so that's probably the most normal version. <laughs> Can I just say that I want to second what you said about Queen's Club. When they announced that they were breaking up, I was there were a few bands at that time that I was shocked that were breaking up in that short of amount of time. And also, they felt like they were going somewhere. That, yeah. that really made me sad. And even more so, the fact that they broke up right before the Kings and Queens tour started with them and I Am Empire. So I didn't even get to see them live because I went to that tour, but they weren't there because they broke up instead. <laughs> so, not You're not bitter, though. No, not, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not now, really. Queens Club... They weren't really a super band. They were there was a couple of band members that had been in another band that joined to make Queen's Club, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. I think two of the guys were in the chariot. Yeah. Um sounds right. Weird because they're like a chaos metal band, and then they went on to be in this, and then I, the other guys may have done other stuff too, but I don't think it was as quite as much of note as the chariot was at the time. But yeah. Yeah, I mean their stuff was interesting. It was quirky and both like mean, they released an EP and it was good and quirky, and then they released a full album and it was different and weird and quirky, and I'm just like <sighs> I know. Why? Why did you have to go away, Queen's Club? Why? That's what we want to know. Yeah. Although I got it reversed. They released it out and then they released an EP. But yeah, it was an album and then EP, but that's okay. Uh, so the next version of the song that I have is by a, uh, a band that is in the genre of horror punk, and that is Grave Robber. So, oh, 
for for clarifying. There are so many bands I can think of that are in the horror punk genre in the Christian market that I was I I was I'm glad you narrowed it down quickly because I would have sat over here mind racing and been like, man, who is it? Oh, okay, good. All right, I feel better. Grinch, you really are a hero. You're as curly as the cactus, you're as charming as the meal, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a crazy black peel. <laughs> it's wretched. <laughs> he came out from his cave to play with the Grinch. Oh my goodness. It is, uh, I just, I love, I mean, we have versions of Wretched doing solo stuff, and he's got a version of uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, but it's Grandma Got Half Eaten by a Zombie, I think. And something like that, yeah. And he even has a version of Feliz Navidad. <laughs> so. You gotta love it. Um, Grave Robber, one of those weird, strange bands that dress up in costumes that make them look like they're dead people, and I guarantee a lot of uh, churchgoers would not touch them with a 10-foot pole, but um, I appreciate the audience that they're heading to. So. Alright, so my last version of this is um, well, I'll just say it's, it's Project 86 with their song Grinch. Check this out. So that's pretty much only as Andrew Schwab could do that song. <laughs> and I love the fact that he basically made a different chorus. Yeah. That's a part that, that strikes me most about it. It's like he, he basically re, um, what's the word? Uh, uh, there is a word for it. It's not orchestrated. Um, oh, oh, I can't think of it. Just, anyway, just say he, he rejiggered it. He rejiggered the song. That's right. <laughs> he rearranged it he yeah, is a different arrangement that's what i'm looking for but to say rearranged it sounds a little too literal but yes he made a different arrangement of it to where there's a chorus where there wasn't one before and i think it works really well and of course he just makes it all sorts of just heck of creepy and you know it's just it's fun and i love it and yeah. I, you know i gotta say as far as a consistent track record for making good and interesting christmas songs Project 86 is hard to beat. I mean, you know, it's like Reliant K has a solid track record as making good Christmas songs that are sometimes predictable and making new original ones, which are fun. But Project, man, I mean, they like them and August Burns Red, like like as far as consistently wowing me, those are the two. Um, which surprisingly enough, I didn't pick ones from either one of them for my list. Well, they it's. I mean, the Project One, those are still relatively fresh, relatively new. I mean, uh, ABR has been doing Christmas stuff for a while now, and so I, I didn't pick any of those because I figured everybody's heard them already. I mean, Sledden Hill, I, I don't think it came out last year. I think it was the year before. It's still 
fantastic. Like when my wife wants me to put on Christmas music, that's what I want to put on. She's not quite the fan. <sighs> yeah, I, I do know your wife to a certain degree, and just what little bit I know, I have no trouble believing that whatsoever. And, yeah. and it's not it's not a bad thing. I just no. I get it. I just do. Exactly. She just that's just not her uh, not her style of Christmas music. So when I'm in the car and I want to listen. I can put on Sledden Hill by uh, by ABR and be very happy. My kids, they're kind of okay with it, but sometimes they want words. Yeah. Where are the words, Daddy? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like a book with only words. <laughs> just, I need more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, for those of you who are just really big fans of the Grinch song in general, there's also a Sixpence and the Richer version, which is very minimal and quirky and has like an accordion in it. Which is All also right. yeah, Accordions, they're great. Especially if you're Weird Al. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm going to go, since we kind of got off that dark mood, I'm going to throw in a, another band um, that has done probably the most, I guess, appropriately morose versions of I'll Be Home for Christmas, and that is the shoegazing band Starflyer 59. I think that this is, is a song that took a while to grow on me because it's on one of the early tooth and nail Christmas compilations. And the first time I heard it, I'm like, eh, okay. But now I just, I kind of dig it. And I don't know what it is about it, but I do. So let's play it. It's like you're hearing it in a dream. <laughs> yeah, very much. Very much. That's that's a very accurate way uh, to put it, because that's that's definitely how it feels. Is like it's this ethereal, dreamy uh, type sound. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, and like I said, I, I almost feel like that's one of those versions. Like, you know, there are some songs that you have to be of a certain age to where you can either a tolerate it or b just really enjoy or appreciate it and i i feel like that version of that song is is one of those for at least for me yeah um and i don't know i just dig it i just think it's fun and interesting i mean you know i don't know that i could listen to an entire album of christmas carols done exactly like that but that one amongst all the rest of them is always kind of nice good deal yeah airy that's a good that's a good word bruce says it's very airy it is so. so good deal all right well uh let's see keeping it weird let's uh take a listen uh alice cooper actually has a few christmas tracks out there and we play one of them and it's his version of santa claus is coming to town oh you better watch out you better not cry you better not pout i'm telling you why santa claus is coming Oh, he's making a list, checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Not too mm -hmm. different from the original, but uh, still has that Alice Cooper flair to it. You know, something I never thought of until now is I would 
I would like to see Alice and Grave Robber maybe combine to do something. That could be interesting. I dare say Grave Robber would never have a more bright and shining opportunity than that. <laughs> this is true. Oh, man. Speaking of which, just the, I'm just, the juxtaposition of, of Alice Cooper and Santa Claus makes me think of something that if you haven't seen online, it's almost worth, dare I say, pausing this and going and finding it real quick and then coming back. Yeah. But if you haven't seen the Santa Claus replaced by Darth Vader prank, it is the best thing of the year for me. It is so funny. Have I, you seen it? Yes. I watched that the other day. They Basically, they <laughs> put these kids in a tool shed uh, with a stormtrooper and Darth Vader as Santa Claus. And it is hysterical. <laughs> Thank you. I, too, now want a drone. That's right. <laughs> Like that, like it, it, whoever the dude was playing Darth, he was on point for the entire, at least the pieces they showed. I'm just going, dude, the fact that you were able to pull from all of this knowledge of, of Vader to make this seem believable is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was fantastic. Definitely go take a look at it, watch it, enjoy it. Um, you know, if you're friends with me on Facebook, I, I can share it. It's, it was it was very well done, and I got a big kick out of it. Yeah, and it's just long enough to where you don't get bored with it. Yeah, I absolutely. Like. Yeah, perfect. Cool. All right. Well, uh, since since once again we're on the flare of weird, uh, let let's 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 do some neon horse. I don't think I need any more intro than that. Let's just do neon horse. So weird, so cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's funny, but I heard the original um, in like a movie or something like that at one point, and I I enjoyed it. And then when I got this copy of Neon Horse's version, I felt like I was in heaven. I mean, I feel like they did total justice to the original, um, but still kept it within that Neon Horse style. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that, and I mean, you know, and it's funny because I was the exact opposite. Like, I hadn't, I at least had not noticed and taken note of the original ever before I heard the Neon Horse, horse version. And so I, I hear the Neon Horse version. I'm like, well, that's cool. That's kind of a weird song. You know, I mean, it is Neon Horse. I mean, yeah. you know, what do you expect? But still, I'm like, that's pretty cool. And then I hear the Louis Armstrong version, and I'm like, everything makes sense now. It just, it makes total sense. It's like seeing the movie before you read the book, and then you're like, well, that, that little piece works, I guess, but it's weird. And then you read the book, and you're like, I get it now. Right. Yeah, that was the, my entire experience. So, <laughs> Yeah, you think, that, you think that they've done it on their own, like they've totally tweaked it out on their own. And then you hear the original, and you hear how authentic this rendition is, yet still neon-horsed enough to, to make it interesting. They neon-horsed that thing up, but good. <laughs> Oh, man. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Uh, fantastic version. Uh, let me see here. So uh, the last song that I have for today is by the group Paper Root. 
and it's a great track. It's a bit more mellow than uh, than what we have discussed already. And, and again, you know, it's one of those things to where a lot of people have trouble at Christmas time. So it's nice to know. It's nice to let people know that they're not totally by themselves. Uh, this is Paper Root Christmas Day. We are not alone. Snow covers all of our cars And we brush it off And move on But I want to stay here for days And watch as the world spins around Blue lights in the street window a light that gives heat and I know I have all that I need every person I see I, I sing out I like it yeah I'm digging Paper Root a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm really liking their stuff lately. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting because they've been around for a long time, and I, I don't know if it was just because I didn't hear it enough or, or whatever, but I always had, uh, up until their last record, I've had kind of a harder time connecting with their stuff. But I'm like you. I, I, I get it now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was just me before or if they've changed something or what, but I, I get, now I get it. But, yeah. yeah, that's a fantastic song. I like that a lot. Good deal. Good deal. All right, Paul, take us home, buddy. Okay, well, I've actually got two left, um, oh. one of which is kind of like a noise trade part two in a way. This one's kind of got a caveat. Um, in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, I think it's the 90s Christian Music Recovery Group, <laughs> figures. Um, anyway, Jesse Sprinkle often posts in there, and he was the original drummer for Demon Hunter. He was also the drummer and one of the founding members of the band Poor Old Lou, and he's been involved in a lot of stuff throughout the years. Well, he put out a solo Christmas record at the beginning of the month, and he randomly popped on to this Facebook group and was like, hey, um, anybody want to listen to slash download my Christmas record for free? I've got like a few downloads that I can give out download codes for for Bandcamp. Otherwise, it would be something you could stream, but, you could, but you'd have to buy it if you wanted to download it. So I instantly messaged him like, oh, man, this dude is, like, is, is really cool. He's going to get a lot of people asking and he's like, well, I think you're the only one. I'm like, really? He goes, let me know if you want more for friends. So if you want to message me or us or whatever on the Rock in a Hard Place podcast, I, I, will, I will do my best to hunt you down a download code if you like this. It's different. It's very minimal. It's, um, it's not anywhere near overproduced. Um, and I think he plays probably everything on this and did it in his own studio. Uh, but anyway, this is uh, Jesse Sprinkle doing... I'm dreaming of a white Christmas and it starts off really acoustic in the song, but this is where I picked it up. It's right where it starts to get plugged in and, and a little bit more upbeat, but I like it. And if you like it too, and you want to hear the rest of it, let me know.
I can't quite point out uh, his exact influences on that, but I kind of dig it. I mean, it's different, and I don't know that it's like my ultimate favorite, but it's still it's got some good possibilities, and I think that it'll be one of those ones that with a few repeat listens, I'll be on board for. But I think it's like easily an eight or ten track album. Okay. Um, so anyway, so if you want it, just let me know, and I'll I'll try to snag some download codes for you. Um, Kirk is anyway. already in the in the chat room waving his hand, saying, "Me, me, Paul, me, <laughs> me, please, me." So, all right, I will hook you up, Kirk. I will hook you up. Consider consider it noted. All right, so you're good. It's funny the the influences to me, and I don't know if they know each other or if I'm way off base, but he's got a bit of a flavor like an artist by the name of Ross King. I don't know if you're familiar with Ross King. He's a contemporary artist, not super popular. Um, he's friends with like Todd Agnew um, oh. and and that kind of stuff. They've worked on some albums together. And Ross has that same kind of vocal and guitar sound. So it's uh, it's it's interesting. My wife really digs Ross King, which is why it's somebody that I wouldn't normally listen to. But I do when I'm in the car with her, you know. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Well, um, the last song I've got is one that, I mean, you know, uh, uh, as far as their their track record is limited, but also is is like they're, they're, they're batting a thousand, talking about Thousand Foot Crutch, and their version of Jingle Bell Rock is outstanding, and it, and it kind of hurt that I didn't have enough room for it in this year's Christian Rock 20 Christmas special, because I love it a lot. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. This, this is one that you got to crank as you're it's like it's kind of like if you don't feel like you can get into the Christmas spirit, this one's going to like stretch your jaws to the limit, and it's going to shove it. Like like you are going to know, like the Christmas spirit is there in the most rock and roll way because it's just you can't help but get into the Christmas spirit jamming along to this. Mm-hmm. All right. I just feel manly listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well hey, I've, yeah, I've got I've got a side topic for you that that I don't think we have to go in super deep on. But to you, is there a song that? Uh, and I'm guessing the Grinch is probably one of these for you, and that's not a bad thing at all. Is there a Christmas song that for you just like you have a hard time imagining not liking a version of it? Like it's just like as soon as you see it come up like on a playlist or you see it on the record, even if you haven't heard that version, you're like, chances are I'm going to dig this. Wow, that's a really good question. I I have never thought of something like that. Um, well, I'll, I'll, is it gonna? Do you need to let that ruminate yeah, for a minute? Yeah, let me let me chew on that for a minute or so, and and see if I can if I can think of something. Okay, for me, there are two that at least thus far I have had almost exclusively good experiences with. One is uh, Project just released this year a version of it, it gets listed under two different names: either Run Run Rudolph or Run Rudolph Run. And I don't honestly know which one is the correct one because I've seen it both places by different people. 
But that one is one to me that is so well, it's such a good song and most people don't take too much liberty with it. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like, the, it, it reminds me of that version of, of Jingle Bell Rock. I mean, it's like all you got to do is you got to beef up the guitars, have some kind of at least a somewhat of a solo in there. And it's just, it's going to kick tail. I mean, it's just a good song. And I've yet to hear a version of that song that I'm just going, oh, well, that was a mistake. <laughs> And then I guess it pains me to say this because this next one I think is my favorite Christmas carol as such. But I have heard one version of this that just irritates me. Like I can't do it. Just uh, just I'm out on it. And that is Carol of the Bells. Yeah. Uh, one, there was a punk band called 121. I think I may have played a clip from this last year when we did this. And it's just it's awful. It just it kills me. I'm like it's like you know the the. The, the Carol of the Bells like has to be intricate and, and kind of beautiful, maybe aggressive, but still it has a sense of beauty and, and and kind of polish to it because of the song itself. And then you hear you hear this kind of gutter punk band do it, and they're just trying to play it as, as fast and loud as possible. And I'm just like, this is just no, no, now, I'm out. And I wanted to like it, but I didn't. What about like Family Force Five has a version of Carol of the Bells? Yes, Family Force Five had. Had it, they they were pushing it, they were pushing it, but I still like the end result. Okay, all right. Well, and Capital Kings like ripped it apart, and I still like the end result. But the 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 one twenty one version is just oh I just oh I can't do it I just can't do it. All right. Know. Well, but then of course you get somebody like August Burns Red does it, and then I'm just like yes. Okay, check. Now. I'm ready. Check out this version and see what you think. I can deal with that. See, I still enjoy it. Okay, that was thrice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, thrice. I think I've heard that version before, but it's been so long. But yeah, I mean, that's one that, that just, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like there's a lot of stuff that you can do to it, and I still think it maintained a sense of integrity, but just like the, like, I don't know. It's like, it's just, it's not punk. I mean, yeah. you know, there's there's so many things that can be punk, and I think it would be interesting to hear like a pop punk version of it that, that could be cool. Right, but when it's just like straight ahead, like you know, we're just straight to the wall, just very fast and and just yelling the lyrics. I mean, it would be one thing if it was just instrumental and really fast. I could I could almost see that, but just just like the scream yelling the lyrics all the way. There's oh, just can't do it because I mean, I've heard August Burns Red do it, fantastic. Um, like I said, Family Force Five, uh, uh, Capital Kings, they both did completely different things with it. Still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um. There. Oh shoot! What was that one band? Uh, oh, I can see their lead singer in my head. There's another band who did a version of it that was heavy and still had the words that I really enjoyed, and I didn't expect it from them. And I don't, I don't think they're around anymore. So I see their lead singer doing other stuff all the time now, but I can't remember who it is. Anyway, but I mean, you know, I've seen different, uh, you know, and everybody brings something a little bit different to the table with it. Um, and then you know, you start talking about stuff like, uh, like the version of it that is basically, um. Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, 1980, whatever it is. You know, that is basically Carol of the Bells with other stuff added to it. 
that I mean that was probably the earliest Christmas song that just like hooked me. Both both hearing that sung like by a choir, I was just like, "What is this? This is so much cooler than all the rest of the stuff that they're singing." <laughs> and then hearing that version, like in I guess it was in Home Alone, it's the first time I heard that version. It was like okay. in one of like where he's running home to try to set up everything. I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe it's just the nostalgia of all those things coupled together, but. Like just that one version kills the record for me, but yeah. you know everybody. Every other version I've ever heard, I'm like, yes, I can totally get down with that. I, you know, I don't know. I don't think there's. I don't think I have one that's like pretty much no matter what. I don't think it can be screwed up kind of thing. I mean, I have like my my ultimate favorite Christmas type songs are like Kirk mentioned, "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel." is one of my favorites. And then I love uh, O Little Town of Bethlehem. So I've never heard like bad versions of them, but I've never really heard anyone try to stretch it into something that it might not have ever uh, been meant to be. Right, right, yeah. So I'm sure that's... I'm sure someone could completely butcher the crap out of that thing (laughs) if they wanted to. But up to this point... I've only ever heard the slow, respectful, um, melodic version, not anything ever with like a heavy guitar or, you know, anything along those lines, which I, I think that it could be done well and done that way, but I've, I've never heard anybody do it that way. Well, although there isn't, there is an ABR version that, of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. I don't know about Little Town of Bethlehem. But. Yes, you're right. But I mean, it, there's no words with it, so it's just the I, music, right. so... You know, I mean, I'm easy to be respectful as long as you're being technical, it, heavy or not. If you're being technical with it, it's easy to get. It's easy to feel like it's still staying true. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. Does it make cool. sense? I don't know. That was just the only one like really interesting thing I could think of. Yeah, no, that's it's an interesting way to think about it. I'd never really been uh, never really considered uh, that before. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure that, that, that like there, there's you can butcher any song. I mean, it doesn't take that much effort to make one sound bad. But you know, I mean, one, the, you know, just where it feels like the the deck is stacked in your favor. It's like as, assuming it's a band that you halfway care about, you're just gonna like it. You know, yeah. I, and I always love it when when that's the case. Exactly. That's still irritating me. That I cannot think of that other band. <laughs> oh. We're gonna hang up. Everything's gonna be done. We're gonna sign off. We're gonna say goodnight. And I'm gonna get a text from Paul. With the name of the lead singer and the band. Yes. More than likely. <laughs> and he, he may irritating. even he may even go and comment on the video <laughs> after it's done to let you know who it is. Probably. Well let's let's do our housekeeping um, stuff. Uh, thank you to Tweaked Audio for sponsoring this podcast, and we are grateful for that. I know it's a little bit late for earphones or headphones for Christmas, but uh, I just got an email from Tweaked today, as a matter of fact, talking about they have a new Bluetooth-style headphone. Uh, so you don't have to worry about if your phone decides to drop, if your phone company decides to drop the headphone jack, you've got this ability to uh, use Bluetooth with it. And they are 39 bucks, uh, wow. which is a good price. I, it was either 39 or 49 Either way, that's... Low end for Bluetooth headphones. And if you use the code HARDPLACE when you go there to check out, you'll actually get 33% off of your order. As far as I can tell, it's the same lifetime warranty and and all of that stuff, free shipping that you get with it. So uh, go check them out, tweakedaudio.com. Use the code HARDPLACE. 
and uh, and go for it. I think uh, that you may enjoy, or whoever you gift them to may enjoy a good set of headphones with a lifetime warranty. Uh, sweatshirts have not come in yet. I know I ordered one and someone else ordered one, but we only sold two. Paul, you're making a face. Oh, I was looking for who, who did Carol of the Bells, and I have a new one I'm going to have to uh, uh, find and listen to very quickly after we're done. Um, oh. It turns out that Paper Tongues did a rock remix version of Carol of the Bells. And once again, I haven't heard it yet, but I am sold already. <laughs> <laughs> Take my money. That's Take awesome. my money. <laughs> very cool. Oh, Bruce ordered the other sweatshirt. So Bruce and I will be twinsies. Way to so, go, Bruce. Yeah. You demand. Awesome. Uh, so we'll do another one after the first of the year. Maybe uh, we'll do one around tax time. That might be a good idea, too, for people might have a little uh, a little refund money after taxes are taken care of to, to get it. Say what? I said, yeah. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll do another one. You guys will have an opportunity to, to jump on board and grab it. I think that that is going to do it for us tonight. Um, can't think of anything else that needs to be taken care of. So I'm going to say thanks so much for listening. Um, personally, I hope you guys all have a Merry Christmas. That would uh, that would be my goal for you guys to have a good one. And, uh, you know, we'll do a uh, end of the year show next week. Does that sound good, Paul? Sounds like a winner. I am down for it. Fantastic. Well, I guess there's just a couple things left to say. That is, I'm Chris Cooner. Merry Christmas. I'm Paul. And, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. We'll see you next, next week.